Hey everybody, welcome to Matt Likes Girls, episode number eight. This week, Matt likes his mom. That's kind of fun, right? Everybody should like their mom. And I am one of everybody. Had a fun time talking to my mom via Skype. So if the audio is a little weird, it's because she was not in the room with me because of a restraining order. That part's not true. Uh, hopefully you guys are having a good time. Living the dream, as I like to say. I stole that from an ITT tech commercial. So uh, I know for a fact that the person in that commercial was living that dream had to be very sarcastically. So I've always used it sarcastically to be like the guy from the ITT tech commercial. It's the middle of March here in Chicago, 2012. It's never been more beautiful. It's like we've suddenly turned into San Diego. It's like 72, maybe up in the 80s, but like around mid-70s and just sunny and just amazing. So we're rocking and rolling here in the city of Chicago. It's uh, Yesterday was the 14th, and friends of mine went to the beach. I did not go to the beach. I spent time in the hospital. What? Matt, are you okay? I'm fine. I just had to get some stuff cleared up so I could go back to work with uh, physical and stuff. But it's all good. Don't worry about me, Argentina. You can cry for me, though. But don't worry about me. Um, <laughs> hopefully you're enjoying the Matt Likes, po- uh, Matt Likes podcast, the Matt Likes Girls. Uh, last week's episode was great with Lisa. Uh, I actually had dinner with her and a group of people last night. It was super fun. Uh, if you are in the Chicagoland area and you want to see Lisa do comedy, she's actually going to be featuring this weekend at the new Laugh Factory. So if you want to stop by um, Thursday through Sunday... Um, I forget the name of the headliner, but she's going to be doing 20 minutes of stand-up. So I think if you go, uh, there's a promo code usually that you can use. Just go to the Laugh Factory's uh, Facebook page, and they'll give you a promo code, and you go in for fairly cheap. And just for two drinks, you can see Lisa Traeger do stand-up, and then a national headliner, whose name, again, I don't remember. Um, also, uh, Friday, this Friday, uh, which is going to be today's the fifth. So the 16th, um, it's the third to second to last, uh, team poop shoot or group shoot or whatever it is, uh, arena's show at the second city, uh, who put the meat in the glove compartment at nine o'clock at Donnie's skybox. Um, I just like to promote former guests. I just got a text message. While talking on this from who? Joe Fernandez. Good guy. Check him out on Matt Likes, uh, or no, Bad News Good Timing, another podcast that I do here in the country um, of the United States. I don't know why I said country. Um, okay. Well, my mom and I had a great talk. We talked about all kinds of good stuff, mostly about her life. Uh, I felt it was like some loose end questions that I had and stuff like that, and it was fun. So that's good. Um, I had a great time. And again, the Skype interview uh, sounds pretty good, but it may not sound as good as the other ones. So that's just because we're rocking Skype. Uh, You'll hear her computer move around. Uh, It's just because it was on a pillow. So that happens because people have pillows that they put their computers on. So if you don't like it, uh, okay. Um, As always, check me out at uh, mattlikesgirls.tumblr.com. I got a Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Riggs Comedy, and I'm on Twitter, at Matt Riggs. So enjoy hearing me talk to my mom. It's very fun. I had a great time, and I love my mom to death. Uh, I will talk to you later, Internet. Bye. Okay. So what am I, what am I keeping you from? What were you doing before I called this morning?
I was taking a nap. You're taking a nap? Yeah. Why I, was that high? Okay, up at five in the morning. Yeah, so I was taking a nap. But I watched uh, NC stuff. And, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, and then I fell asleep, and then the phone rang. I do a joke on the tour bus where I drive around by this yacht club that costs like a million dollars to have a membership. Yeah. And I tell people that even though I'm 32, I'm up for adoption, and uh, I'll, I'm really easy to take care of. I'm going to crawl home about once every few weeks, and you just say, hey, yeah, I love you, but uh, NCIS is on, so we got to go. <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. That's that's why I say it. The truth in comedy, they say. That's your uh, dad's I don't understand. I don't get the love for NCIS. I think he thinks he's good. Is that what it is? I think so. I don't know. I mean, I I, I love TV myself. I get uh, lost in it. It's you know, it's a distraction from life. But uh, I don't know. Just something about it just does not uh, does not hit me up. Well, when he starts giving me head slaps, then he's gonna have to quit watching it. What head what? Head slaps like Gibbs does. Oh, Gibbs, Gibbs gives head slaps? Yeah. See, I don't even... Uh, to be honest, the few times I've watched that show at your house, it's it's been pretty much miserable. So, no, I'm, it's a fine show. It's just not my not my style yet. I don't like the mysteries as much. I'm still into the comedies. Comedy. Comedy. Plus, I feel like... NCIS, I don't, I, I feel like it is directed towards, and this is no offense, you are obviously older than me because you gave birth to me, uh, it's, it's towards an older generation, I would say. Well, right, because I know, uh, Karen and John both like it real well, and we like it. Yeah. Several people that your dad works with like it. Okay. And they're Michael older than me? Yeah, Michael doesn't really care for it. Yeah, but to be fair, he watches horrible reality TV, so yeah. that's not a good judge. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Because we share Netflix. I don't know if I should say that aloud. We're recording, by the way. I thought I would tell you that. Um, okay. We, he uses my, net, my Netflix password, and uh, some of the TV shows he watches... I just don't get, like, the show about the people who all they do is go and buy old lockers or whatever, old storage units. Yeah. I don't, I don't get the appeal to that at all. Like, there's no, there's no point, I guess. Maybe, I don't know. That's what had just come on TV when the phone rang. It was Oh, you had just, you had just started watching Storage Wars? No, this was Auction Hunters. It's the same thing, but Ugh. it's... So there's more than one version of that show? Oh, there are several versions. Oh, my gosh. It's kind of neat, though. You, you ought to really watch it sometime because they just they get to walk by these storage units for, like, ten seconds. Uh-huh. And they have these little flashlights, and they look in, and then they have the auction, and then they they buy it, and they have no idea what they're getting most of the time. Yeah. And sometimes they come out with some really good deals, and... Uh, Sometimes it's crap, I would guess. A lot of times it's crap. I think they said like 80% of it is crap. But uh, they had one on the other day where they ended up making like over $12,000. Ooh. Stuff that was inside the unit that they didn't see until they started unloading all the crap out from the front of it. 
and all that money. There was there was a jet plane, uh, like a uh, like a huge model jet plane. Yeah, I mean, it was bigger than just a little one, and it was radio controlled. And okay. they got ten thousand dollars for that. Wow. Yeah. And so, I would never have known that going in. And one thing that really amazes me is guns. You wouldn't believe how many of those units have have guns in them. Guns. Yeah. All different kinds, like pistols and and rifles and shotguns, and there was even a muzzle. No, 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 that was something else. I started to say a muzzle loader, but was that wasn't on that show. That was on the horse. <laughs> but people like storing their guns. Like, is it usually a gun, or are there multiple guns? Sometimes there are several. That's, I feel at that point you should go to the authorities about the people who were using that storage unit. Yeah. And how weird would it be for the people who, uh, who, you know, because I'm sure most of those people got on hard times, probably, or, you know, they can't afford their storage, so there's, and... They're sitting at home watching this television show and just seeing their stuff being sold to folks. It's like a weird sort of secondhand antique roadshow kind of thing. Yeah, it really is because they have to get things assessed like that. Yeah. And sometimes they think something really good and then they find out it's fake. But a lot of times it's really good. The other day they found a Miss Pac-Man, a uh, full-size Miss Pac-Man. Oh, wow. And all they did was paint it and make it look good again, and they got, I think, seven or eight thousand dollars for that. Oh, yeah, she's got a bow in her head. Yeah, I know. She's cute, little pink bow. Yeah, it's but, how, uh, how they made the—it's how they made it different. They put a bow on her. Yeah, yeah, and all the ladies loved it. Yeah, I, I like. You like Miss Pac-Man? Oh, yeah, I like Pac-Man too. It's a fun game. I feel like we had growing up, we had a little like small arcade version of Miss Pac-Man. Like Not Miss Pac-Man. It was was regular. it regular Pac-Man? Yeah. It was like table size. Like not one of yeah. those table size ones that you'd see at like Pizza Hut, where it's like you could eat on it, but like it's big enough to put on a table. Oh, it's about the size of my computer. Yeah, I think maybe not quite as wide. Yeah, it was like the size of your computer, but it looked like an arcade. Yeah, it was taller and not as wide as my computer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing that just got thrown away, but those are probably worth something these days without everything being worth something. There's lots of things that we used to have that probably were worth something that <laughs> sure. threw away. Yeah, but it's, you know, there comes a point where you use it and it doesn't work, and you're like, well, why do I need to hold on to this? Well, I guess saw the other day they had an older game, which was like the original Atari where you played Pong. Okay. Okay. Like the Lico uh, or whatever? Uh, no, it wasn't Lico. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But I thought, we had one just like that. It was <laughs> sold a pretty good... That was our first video we had Pong. Yeah. That's... Why did you guys like video games like uh that's a good question to ask uh for anyone that doesn't know and i usually introduce people at the front of the show but this is my mother uh that i'm talking to uh deborah riggs hey hello mom that's me that's you um what what was it like having video games just spring up like that because they've been a part of my life since i was a kid they were fun. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, it was like we got Pong. Pong was great. And uh, Did you have Pong and, in the house first, or did you see it somewhere? Like, were you at a mall or uh, somewhere, and you, you know, just... I don't know where Dad saw it or whatever, but he brought it home and hooked it up to the TV. Yeah. Yeah, and it was fun. So that was our first video game was Pong. But even more exciting was when we got our, uh, yeah, the thing that plays the tape. The VCR. The VCR. The VCR. Yeah. I think that's a great story uh, because there's a reason why we got the VCR, right? Where are you going with this? Well, I'm just tell the story of why we got the VCR. I, I don't remember what you're talking about. Oh, well, in my memory, the reason why we got the VCR is because uh, you had gotten family fi- videos or family pictures that cost a lot of money. And Dad thought, well, she got those because obviously it's the, the woman's job to get the family photos, I guess. So uh, so he spent money on a, on a VCR. Yeah, I believe that's right. And it was also a way of proving you wrong about Star Trek, if I'm not mistaken. Could be. I, I remember because you had a disagreement on what the uh, the numbers were on the Enterprise, 1701 or whatever it was. NCC. I think it's 1701, right? I believe so. And you had said it was something else, so obviously the only it's, way... To figure it okay. out was to just go buy a $1,000 VCR and a videotape. <laughs> now we have all the videotapes. Now we have all the DVDs. Yeah, you have every... That's the thing, is uh, less than 30 years later, I have all that stuff at my fingertips on the computer for $7 a month. That's true. But we have it all right here where we can use it any time we want it. Well, yeah, but I have it all on the internet where I can use it anytime I want it. And there's no storage you trying to say we waste our money, Tom? Uh, I'm trying to say you have you didn't know that you well you didn't know that you were wasting your money because you <laughs> didn't have the access to it. <laughs> Don't get me started. Oh, I would not. Well, no. Like recently, I took a trip down to Missouri to do some comedy, and uh, I'm in that weird place where I'm right between going back to work and being laid off, where like money is kind of a little little type. Yeah. So I was. I have a bunch of DVDs that have either been given to me as gifts or that I've bought, and most of them now are available on Netflix. Where like I pay eight dollars a month and I can watch them on my computer for free, or not free, yeah. but for the eight dollars a month. So my thought was like, well, I need to afford this trip, so why don't I just go sell the actual versions of it? And because I, I have them all at my fingertips on the on the internet, so. And I feel like the internet's probably here to stay. Probably, but how much did you get for your DVD? Uh, just shy of a hundred dollars. Okay. I sold a bunch, and most of them were like television, uh, like the complete series of the Kids in the Hall and stuff like that, which Mike gave me for my birthday, and I loved it. It's a great gift. But now, like I say, I have them available on the internet, so. Uh, like, part of me needed to go to Missouri to go do this comedy. So, like, I had to choose between what I want to do for a living or watching some TV. Yeah. So. Kids in the Hall. What about Kids in the Hall? Hello? All right. At this point, podcast listeners, we lost my mom on Skype, so we're going to call her back. 
This is fun. I could edit this out. But what's the point? It's more fun this way. Hopefully she'll answer. And we'll see what's up. She was talking about kids in the hall. Oh, no, she did not answer. So there's a chance this might all get edited out. Nope. Again, not answering. Let's try it again. Again, not answering. No answer on her end. Alright. Alright. Well, I'm going to pause this and come on back to the podcast. And we're back! Alright. Hey, Mom. Okay, what I started to say was... Whoops, my phone's buzzing. Uh, what I started to say was, the really big thing with you guys was the, the uh, satellite dish. Well, sure. That huge, huge satellite dish that was in our backyard. The NASA-esque satellite dish that we had pointing that's, towards the cosmos? That's the one. And we had that, well, probably a couple thousand channels. It was, yeah, and that didn't come about until I was like 14, maybe 15, I want to say. Well, that's when we started watching Boys in the Hall. Kids in the Hall. Hall. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, for sure. I I definitely think getting that satellite dish uh, helped with my uh, bent towards comedy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd always uh, taped like SNL, and then um, like I would spend some time like writing out some of the sketches that I liked and whatnot because I wanted to have them. But uh, yeah, definitely getting that satellite dish. It was right before I went to Mexico for that trip. Because <laughs> it was like we got it like two days or the night before, and I was like, "Oh no, we have cable for the first time, and now I have to go away." And I didn't get to learn all about it. But yeah, having that satellite dish that helped out a good deal. Comedy Central, yep. um, yeah, all kinds of great stuff. Now that was that was a fun trip to Mexico, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. I talked a little. I, the first time I ever did stand up, I talked about it a little bit, but uh, I was just sick the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we went to a wedding, and you got back from that trip and came to the reception. Yes. And I can't remember whose wedding it was. I want to say it was um, Michael Hilbert. Hilbert? Or uh, maybe? You know, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. That's all good. Mike, Mike and Tara? Yes. Yeah, yes. I, I do believe you are correct. Well, though. I've got a memory. I've got a memory. Um, all right, well, let's, let's hear some stuff about you, I figure. We gotta talk about you a little bit on the podcast. Where did you, uh, where did you grow up? Where did I grow up? I yeah. grew up, my first ten years, I grew up in Moreland, Indiana. Moreland, okay. Yeah, it's got one, two, three streets. Lucky if there's a hundred people there. Yeah. You know, the biggest thing in Moreland is the fair once a year. In August, sure. We grew up yeah. going to that every year. Well, yeah, it was a big deal. Sure, it's where you met your husband, if I'm not mistaken. You are correct, sir. You yes. Are um, so you were one of seven children, right? Yes. Yeah. And I didn't. I never got to meet your brother, Michael. No, what? honey. He died when uh, I was 11. He would have been 10. What happened? I don't know. I don't think I know what happened there. Okay. Michael was born with uh, severe. He was severely mentally retarded. He was like a, a crib. I call him a crib patient. A, you know, he never, never, ever got out of the crib. Okay. He was just, he was pitiful, bless his heart. 
that he didn't know who we were or anything. And uh, when we go see him, because he was in uh, Miscatatex State Hospital, yeah. where his mom kept him at home till he was he was past two, and and that was saying something because he was really hard to feed and really hard to take care of. Okay. And she uh, already had Monty and me and. Michael, and then she uh, was pregnant with Denise. Oh, yeah. So, so anyway, that's when they put him in Gattaca State Hospital because he really he got better care there because we didn't have the mom didn't have the enough hands. To yeah, take care sure. Of so we would go to see him, but he didn't know who we were, and he he didn't know who we were when uh, when he was a baby even. So. It was sad. He developed pneumonia when he was 10, and he died. And uh, that's what happened to Michael. Okay. that's. Do you think, like, going to see him in the hospital or whatever as a youth uh, had any play on being a nurse later on in life? Or do you think that came because your mom worked in a hospital? Like, where where did that come from? I, I think it was a combination of all of it. I just always wanted to be a nurse. Yeah. I always took care of people. That was just me. Yeah. So I always wanted to be a nurse. And <laughs> do you remember when I was in nursing school? I do remember. Well, I mean, I wasn't too old. And I've talked about this a few times on uh, on various podcasts. I And I wanted to bring this up. I don't know how you did it. I mean, you basically worked a full-time job, went to school full-time, and was a full-time mother. That, like, how do you do that? Wonder Woman. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, not to say that dad didn't help, and I mean, in a little way, I guess, having him break his leg did have him around the house, so it's like you kind of, that part was maybe a little more taken care of, but, uh, and having grandma and grandpa down the street as well perhaps helped a little bit, but uh, I couldn't even imagine. I can barely work a job and try to do open mic comedy. Um, Just the idea of doing all that is just nuts. I'm telling you, I'm Wonder Woman. You're Wonder Woman. What was the driving force behind, I mean, other than, than not enjoying where your life was, or, or what was that? It wasn't that I didn't enjoy my life, because I was working at, I was working in a nursing home taking care of people, and I liked it, but, you know, it just didn't pay well. Yeah. Plus, I just felt like they needed good nurses, and I thought I could be one. Okay. So, that's why, that's the main reason why I went to school. All right. Was and I wanted to work in geriatrics, and I did. That's the only place I, I worked. Yeah. Well, you did so. do that. It's fun anytime I'm ever on, like, a tour bus or whatever, and people are like, oh, my, what are you doing? They're like, nurse. It's like, oh, my mom's a nurse. Like, it's a fun little way of uh, of, of showing that whole thing yeah. and whatnot. And you were a nurse for, for a while, right? Like 15 years or so? Before I came down with the MS. Came down with the old MS. I definitely want to talk about that. But first, uh, I've tried to joke about this, and I don't know if it's funny in a way. Um, and it, it may not come off as funny, but I feel like there's something funny there. That, like, as a kid, your dad sucked. Like, he was a horror, or, or at least parts of him. I, I never met the man. I don't know. He was abusive. Abusive. And I, I've tried to joke about how, uh, because, like, he was, like, I didn't get hit and stuff like that like there's some sort of that's true potentially funny there um but like 
you were the second old. Like, what was that like? I mean, I don't want you to. I'm not tr- bringing down here trying to get you to cry or anything, but I'm just curious. Like, you were you grew. I mean, we all grow up, but you grew up with that fear of like at any moment, like stuff's going to happen or stuff's going to go down. Um, yeah, that stuff did happen. He used to beat your grandma really bad, black uh, and, and he would beat them kids too. Really? Ask Uncle Money. <laughs> Yeah. This was like the 50s? No, this was, yeah, the 50s and 60s. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh. Was he always a bad? Like, were there times where it was like he wasn't bad? Was it alcohol? Like, what was the. Well, you know, I think it was because his dad treated his mother that way. Okay. So he learned it. Which is really funny because his dad was like five foot four and his mom was over six foot tall. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he, he would beat on her. And uh, Dad just grew up that way, and he thought that's the way men were supposed to treat their wives and their kids. Yeah. I guess I guess Gus would beat kids, too. I don't know. Yeah. It was your great-grandpa, Augustus, his name. Augustus. Yeah. What's that like? Okay, so that's, he's Hale. Is, is Hale, is that like English? What is that? I don't even know. I, I think it might be German. German? Okay. I think it might. Because I never met him. Like, I remember being in, like, elementary school when he died, and it was like, I felt kind of weird, because obviously on the other side of the family, like, I spent tons of time with my grandpa, Riggs. Yeah. Uh, and then just this dude that I just never met. Um, what was the crux of, of you guys not seeing them anymore? So your dad just... He just basically deserted mom and and us six kids and went to live went to live with my stepmother. They lived together for a while and then they finally got married. Yeah, and it was it was bad though. I we went to see him. We got so we were seeing him for a while, and uh, after we finally found out where he was, because he kind of dis- they kind of disappeared for a while. They moved out west somewhere. Yeah. And, then when he came back, we finally found out where he was, and we started going to see him. He was living in Caddis, and we would go to see him, and that was okay. You know, we went every, I don't know, every other week or so, we'd go up and spend the day there and have dinner and, and whatever, and uh, that was that was good. And then it, I remember it was Father's Day. I don't remember the year, but it was Father's Day, and we went to take him a Father's Day gift, and we sat there in his house for two hours, and he never showed up, and he was at his one of his stepson's house for a cookout. Yeah. You know, so, and he helped those boys, there were three boys, and he helped, like the youngest, he helped him through architecture school. Yeah. But, you know, didn't help me through school, didn't help money through school, didn't help anybody of us through school, but he did help his Stepson. Yeah, that's got to be rough. Yeah, but that's just that. That was just bad. I mean, uh, I saw last time I saw him, he was in the hospital. My uncle George, you know, Uncle George. Yeah. He called and said that Dad was in the hospital and wasn't doing well. So we went up to see him. Uh, Marcia and Denise and Diana and I went up to see him. And we went in and we talked to him for a little while. It was, you know, it wasn't very comfortable. It was kind of stiff. Mm-hmm. And uh, then in come your stepmother. And she said, what are they doing here? <laughs> you know, and yeah. dad said, 
they came to see me, and anyway, so we didn't stay long after that. Sure. And that's the last time I saw him. And then, uh, didn't, then when he got sick and died, uh, we weren't notified because probably because she thought we'd come see him again. Yeah. So, anyway, that's, that was life with the old dad. It wasn't, uh, the cleavers, that's for sure. No. Um, no, not at all. No. That's, uh, that's horrible. So how old were you when, when all that went, like when he left? When he left? Yeah. I was, uh, trying to think. I was in the, uh, seventh or eighth grade. Okay. Okay. So, so what, oh, go ahead. What would that have been? 13, 14? Okay. So there had to be, that must have been a weird sort of like mixed relief of uh, my dad is gone, but at the same time, like I'm not going to get hit. Um, Matthew, what up? I used to when when he would go out, and we knew he was going to be drinking because he would go out with with friends. Yeah, with Jerry. <laughs> he'd go out with Jerry, but uh, he'd anyway. go out with, he, wait, hold, he would go out with Jerry. Yeah, who then your mom married. Yeah, well, they all went to high school together. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So he would go out, and I would pray. I'd be in bed praying that would he just run off a cliff. Yeah. He would come home drunk and start beating on Mom. And, uh, of course, we had no cliffs where we lived. It was all flat land. Sure. And so he, he wasn't going to run off a cliff. So maybe your prayer should have been more towards uh, maybe he'd fall in a hole or <laughs> into a ditch or something. Well, he's six foot four, so it had to have been a big hole. Okay, that's why you're so tall. Okay. Yeah. He took after his mother. Yeah. Wow. The, the Hobson side of the family. Yeah, Hobson. See, that's the stuff. H O D. Oh, Hodson. Yeah. Oh, really? That's uh, the guy that does Mystery Science Theater's last name is Hodson. Really? No, his might be Hodgson. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I used to say the handsome side. The handsome side was on the other side. That was Grandma Rose's sister. But yeah. you didn't know Grandma Rowe either. No. That was my grandma. But uh, I, I remember telling Marsha one time that her girls got their height from the hand, handsome side of the family. And uh, your grandma Riggs looked at me so funny. And Marsha said, Daddy. And I said, what? And she said, what do you mean the handsome side of the family? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I guess- Grandma thinking that you thought the Riggses were all horrible beasts. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Had to explain to her I was talking about my my grandma on my dad's side's family. Yeah. But that's... her brothers were all really, really tall, too. So, yeah, that's where I got my height. And that's where uh, Renee and uh, Sarah got their height. They're yeah. both almost a foot tall. Don's fairly tall, too, I believe. Yeah. He's not as tall as the other two girls. Yeah. So. Definitely. I'm 6'2". Well, you you and Renee still look an awful lot alike. We do, and I'm sure that's a great thing for her all the time. I kind of look just like my cousin, Matt. Your double cousin. My double cousin, Matt. Uh, And I'd like to talk about that, too. But, um, wow, that's so weird that your mom went from one alcoholic to another. Like, I didn't, I, I mean, growing up, I knew Jerry not very well. We would go to his house or whatever, but... That's that's kind of sad that she. I mean, that's. I guess that's all that she knew. Yeah, and that's 
that's sort of a path that women take. You know, once they get into that, they just keep on going the same way. They keep marrying the same stupid person over and over again. Yeah. Are you are you surprised that you didn't? Oh, no. No? No, no, no. Because I never thought I'd ever get married. Okay. And I told your dad when we first started dating, that the only thing you could ever do to me to get rid of me, the only thing you'd have to do is hit me or uh, run around on me. Yeah. And he doesn't hit me and he doesn't run around on me. That's so good. So 37 years later, we're still married. Nice. Very good. Very good. All right. So, uh, yeah, I got that got that covered. Um, I think the way that you met uh, my dad, your husband, uh, is fun. Uh, we mentioned earlier you were at a fair. Yeah, well, my Aunt Peggy, my mom's sister, her husband was a farmer, and and Mark worked at a farm dealership. Yeah. He was the parts man there. So my uncle would send my aunt into the parts dealership to pick up parts. Okay. And she kept telling him, I've got this niece that you need to meet. And he kept saying, no, 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 no. And she kept telling me, I've got this guy that you really need to meet. I said, no, 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 no. Oh, no. you're both too super cool to meet people? All right, go ahead. Oh, no, we just didn't want blind date. Yeah. So it was the Moreland Fair, and my Aunt Peggy, who was less than five foot tall, come over and grabbed me and drug me over to where the the tractors were for the tractor pull. Yeah. And uh, she said, she introduced me to your dad. And he was laying under an Alice Campbell tractor. Okay. And uh, I, then I was real thin at that point in time. And I had on stacked heeled sandals. So I was like over six foot tall. And uh, he said he looked up and he said, all I could think was, that is the tallest tennis woman I ever saw. <laughs> <laughs> that changed in a hurry. But anyway, that's when we met then, and that was in August. Okay. We got married in December. That's quick. Four months. Same, same year. And, and I, Obviously, uh, there was no reason other than love for you to get married. <laughs> You're right. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not at all. Love. Well, sure, there's love, but there's also little Mike Riggs. Mike or Matthew, you just telling the whole world? I don't think it matters. Well, it's 2012. I don't think anyone cares now. We were talking about this with a friend the other day. Like, most people these days, and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, I don't, I think they would just not get married and still have a kid. because. And you guys worked out, which I think is great. That's awesome, because if not, I would not be here, like, literally. But there are some people that, like, get married. Like, I have a friend that got married because he uh, got a lady pregnant, and he did the right thing. But then they were miserable for seven years, and I know that was in no way the right thing for the daughter. And now they've separated, and now everything seems to be much better. So I, I do think there are at times where it does work out, like, uh, for for instance, you and my dad. But there are, I think there are also times where it's just kind of like, eh, like, you know. You can still raise someone and still be a good dad, not, you know, in separate houses or whatever. Sure. That's my opinion. But, no, I don't think it's a big... I'm pretty sure we talked about that when Mike was on the Jesse and Matt's podcast. So, I don't think it's a big deal. No one's going to think ill will of you. You'd been beaten a lot as a kid. You didn't know any better. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, it was the 60s, late 60s, early 70s. It was the mid-70s, because Mike was born in 75. You're right. It was. <laughs> but that was still, that was still part of that that wild, crazy hippie generation. Sure, it's still the mentality. Because you were born in, I don't I won't give the year, but you graduated high school and I guess people could figure out, what, 71? Yes, I did. I was born in 1953. I turned 59 years old last month. Oh, good work. Yeah. Good work. Uh, I thought you were going backwards from 39, so wouldn't you be 19 again? No, I'd be 41. Wait, I thought you were going backwards from 39. No, backwards from 50. Oh, okay. My bad. Once you turn 50, you start going. So I'm, I'm 41. Your mother's 41. 41. And how Wow, she had me when she was eight. That seems even gross. <laughs> Wonder Woman, what can I say? That is nasty. Um, all right, so that's fun. A little four-year, four-month romance and then uh, get hitched in a very, I would guess, a very elaborate ceremony in a big church. No, we went to the... the the uh, Justice of the Peace. Yeah, I know. In Henry County. And he married us on New Year's Eve. Who was all there? There was... Uh, Obviously Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Morris and Linda True were there. They were they stood up with us. Okay. And we thought that's all that was going to be there. But all of a sudden, here comes Grandma and Grandpa Riggs. And my mom. And my stepdad, Jerry. Yeah. And see, I think Marcia was there, and Kent and Diana were there because they took me to the, they took me to Newcastle. Okay. And all the way there, I'm saying I'm too young. I don't want to get married. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Because at that point in time, you were what, twenty two, twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. What. What was the because you've been out of high school for three years? What was the plan before that? Like, what were you gonna try to go to school? What were you gonna do? I really didn't know what I was gonna do. I was working at the state hospital, and really liked working there. And uh, took a couple classes with uh, one of the the uh, doctors that that uh, worked out there, yeah. like psychology courses. And really thought that I'd kind of like to do psychology. Okay. I took kind of three or four psychology courses while I was working there. And so, but then when I, after I had Michael, I didn't go, no, after I had Michael, I did go back to the state hospital. It was after I had you that I didn't go back to the state hospital. Okay. Yeah. So, and then I worked there for a while after of, you know, after I had Michael and then I had you. Hello. I was, uh, I wasn't necessarily planned. The story, and tell me if I'm wrong about this. This is the story I've overheard or been told. Okay. Is that you told my dad that, uh, either you were going to have another kid or he needed to start buying condoms. Is this correct? No. Okay. That's the story I heard. No. The story was, I was, my birth control pills prescription was running out. Yeah. And I told him I needed him to pick me some up because I was working. Yeah. And I said, you know, if you don't pick it up, then that means you want to have another baby. All right. So he did. He didn't pick him up. Because your dad's paw cattle map. That's why you're here. Ah. So you due to my dad's laziness. 
No, he just didn't get around to it. Okay. So, anyway, then we had you. Hello. Hello. And, all right, another, here, here's another story that is in my life, and I'm curious why this happens. The whole being an, a month early, was it literally your doctor was going to go on vacation? It was literally my doctor was going to go on vacation, yes. Like, why? I don't feel like that would happen these days. I don't think they would allow people to be like, well, my doctor's going to go on vacation, so I'm going to have my baby a month early. Well, I think what he was thinking, though, because, you know, I had a lot of problems having Michael. Okay. And, uh... And I think he wanted to be sure that he was there when I had you. Okay. And uh, so he was getting ready to be gone. And so he he said, we could go ahead and induce now that, you know, the baby's plenty big. And uh, six pounds, four ounces. Six pounds, ten ounces, son. I've always told people four. That's what I was told. Six pounds, ten ounces. Well, that doesn't sound as impressive. Michael was 713 and you were 6 pounds 10 ounces. Okay. So I made up for it. You were a pound and 3 ounces smaller than he was. Okay. But, so anyway, he said, would you, you know, do you want us to go ahead and induce? And I said, yeah, because I was ready to not be pregnant. <laughs> sure. So he induced me and I had you. Yeah. yeah. And a month later, I was back in the hospital because I was hemorrhaging and, uh, you stayed at your Grandma Riggs' house, yeah. and while you were there, your Aunt Arlene scrubbed your hair off. There's pictures of that on my Facebook page of me yeah. as a very small baby, completely yeah. naked. Yeah. Yeah. And she had this thing about uh, cradle cap. She was, I don't know, she what probably is, out with baby head. What so is she, cradle cap? It's just like a, oh... Like a crusty thing on your head. Okay. Not, not really scabs, but more like crest. All right. And uh, I don't know why she was so worried about it, but she didn't. Although, maybe that's why Daniel's almost bald now, huh? Well, he wasn't that way growing up. No. Yeah. But, I, I think it's probably because his dad was bald. I think you're or probably because right. I think he's also got similar hair to Grandpa Riggs as well. Yeah. Wasn't he kind of balding? Like, I feel like he had... Because he his would was, shave his head. He, his hair was going back on the sides. Okay. Got the, all right. Because yeah, mine I mean, is... Go, currently, it's like... It's slowly creeping its way back. And then I noticed recently in the... Like, I did this video on the internet. Um, and I noticed as I was walking away, there's like some bald in the back. Like, it's not completely gone, but it's it's definitely... You can see scalp. The best what, thing to do is keep your hair short. Yeah. Because that kind of fills it in. That's what I do with your dad. Okay. He short and you don't see his bald spot. Of course, he says he doesn't have a bald spot, but he does have a bald spot. Okay. No, he does. That's, that's the Ellison. Is that? Okay. I'll take that. I so don't... he swears and Go. down when Ellis meets the rigs, he'll be totally bald. Yeah. Because the rigs goes back on the side, and the Ellis starts the back and goes forward, so when the forward meets the back, he, he won't have any hair on there the There it is. Well, he doesn't yeah. need it. He'll wear a hat. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be a cap guy. Yeah. And well, he's, 
they're shorter and shorter anyway here lately. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we got clippers now. I just buzz his hair. Nice. Um, all right, so I'm I'm alive. Obviously, that's when your whole world changes because I'm amazing. Um, <laughs> so then, through when did Dad break his leg? I don't remember. He broke his leg. Uh, what year? Yeah. Was it 80, before? Eighty I had I had started going to school, but I wasn't going to nursing school yet. I was just picking up my uh, support classes. Okay. And that's when he fell and, and broke his leg. Or when a tree fell and broke his leg. That's true. You are correct. It a, was the tree that fell. It was your dad. A tree falls on your leg. That's nuts. Well, he was out cutting down trees. They yeah. Got to fall there. That's a valid point. So I'm trying to think. So that would have been the same year that we went to Canada, right? 83? Because I turned yeah. four in Canada, so that'd be 83, right? Because I would have been yeah. 80, 81, 82, 83. Okay. Yeah. I, that would have been the summer, and then your dad got hurt. And on his birthday. Yeah, in December. Cutting down big trees you know, falls on it. I remember going to the hospital. But, I mean, I was four. Like, my memories aren't uh, very timelined yet at that point in time and whatnot. So how hard was it uh, going to school and raising and working and stuff? It was hard. Yeah? It was hard, yeah. Your grandma's getting, you knew your grandma was getting ready to move. Oh, is she? Yeah, she's going to move in with David and Risa. That I did not know. She'll be fairly close to me. Yeah. She's moving in with David and Risa, the... 15th of October, no, April. It, and they're moving. They were, David's going to go ahead and move the stuff, and the, her last almost month here, she's going to spend them with the girls. Why Why is she moving? She's tired of living alone. Yeah. And she's lived with us, and she's lived with Marsh and John, and Sharon. she's lived with Sharon and stuff. It's David's turn, I guess. Yeah. And he is her baby. You always have a little soft spot for your baby. Understandable, they're pretty great. <laughs> but uh, so she's moving. But anyway, she's been going through closets and this, that, and the other, and she's been uh, giving us pictures, which you'll see a bunch of them on Mike's face page because he uh, Facebook because he just got a bunch of his pictures yeah. from her. And uh, anyway, one of the pictures she gave me was a picture of me when I was in nursing school, and I look so thin. You wouldn't believe how thin I am. Yeah. And it was my actual, in my cap and, you know, the whole bit. Oh, I remember that. I remember going to your graduation. Yeah. But it was, uh, she gave me that picture and I thought, my gosh, I was that thin? I didn't remember being that thin. Yeah. That was part of working so hard, I guess. Sure. Like, I, I feel like I remember you being around the house studying a little bit. Well, yeah, I would try to study, and you'd get up in my lap and push my books away. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, probably because I'm desperately needing attention. That's I would right. guess that you going to college also part of the reason why I do stand-up. It's because of the lack of attention I got from a child as a child. I gave you attention. I know I that you did. I'm just trying to put my life together. I just had to give my books attention, too. Understandable. You had to go to nursing school. I completely understand now, but at the time, I doubt that I did. 
No, you just get up there and push them away. Yeah. It's funny. Now I have a cat and a dog that if I'm reading, they'll get up and try to push it away. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. You need to stop uh, ignoring people around you or pets. Oh, hey, you're the one that gave me Kindle for Christmas. I did, and it's a nice gift. Way to go, I me. I love it. I love it. I now have 25 books on my Kindle. That's fantastic. And I'm reading the last one right now, so I'll have even more. Got to go buy some more books. All right, so you graduated from college. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. Putting yourself through all that kind of stuff. Um, here's another story. Before, and I'm just this is basically just me trying to figure out things in my life that I don't understand. Oh dear. What is the story with that loan that got taken out in your name or something like that? To this day, that story still like bothers me. Why you guys had to pay it back? I don't know what's going on with that. Okay, what happened was Terry, and I'm not going to say his last name. Sure. He. he uh, you were friends. We yeah, we were very good friends. Okay. And he uh, worked for a loan company. And for some reason, he needed money. So your dad had been in there. I don't know if your dad ever actually borrowed money himself or not. But anyway, he was in there, and Terry said, Mark, I need a little bit of money. He said, if if, if I put it in your name, would you go ahead and sign it? Your dad said, yeah. And, and so he did. And it was a small amount. It was like a couple hundred dollars then. Okay. And, and so, you know, it was no big deal. And Terry paid it back. Well, then Terry got fired from that job, and a little bit after he got fired from that job, we got a phone call from the loan company saying that we owed them over $3,000. What? Because your dad had taken out a loan and wasn't paying it back. Well, your dad didn't take out the loan. Terry took out the loan in your dad's name and forged his signature and stuff. And So actually, he could have had, your dad could have had him arrested, but you know your dad. Yeah. And, uh, so anyway, that's that was what that was. That was that was pretty. That was awful. Yeah, a good friend treats it that way. So you just stopped being friends and then paid it back. Yeah, we paid it back, and they moved away, and uh, we haven't seen them since. Huh. But yeah, we paid it back. It's just so weird to me. I mean, I, I understand not wanting to be a bad friend, but it just seems like there could have been some sort of a arrangement. I mean, I guess if they moved away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you graduate from nursing school. You become a nurse. Yeah. Uh, did you go straight to Greenfield, Indiana, or did you nurse somewhere else first? I worked in Newcastle. Okay. At health, uh, at healthcare. And I uh, worked there. Of course, I, was, I had been working there as a nurse aide when I went to school. Yeah. So then when I got my license, then I was a nurse there and was doing pretty well. Not making much money at all, though, because back then it was, you were lucky if you made like six bucks an hour as a nurse. Six dollars an hour as a nurse. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That, that was in 1986. So yeah. anyway, I got offered a job in Greenfield at a bigger facility. Because uh, one of the nurses that used to work where I had worked uh, knew I got my license, and she said, "Why don't you come on over and we'll see what we can do?" So I went over and I got a 
a job as a head nurse, which is, I was in charge of a whole wing of 30, 33 patients. Okay. And uh, on a skilled wing. So I worked there, and uh, then after three years, then I became assistant director of nursing. And then I became director of nursing. And then I just got burnt out for a while and, and took off and just stayed home with my, my children. Yeah. And uh, then I went back to work in, in uh, Muncie and worked there as director of nursing for a while until I uh, quit there. And then I came down with the MS in February of that next year. But weren't you basically dealing with that for many years beforehand? I had, yeah, you're right. I had symptoms for years. I, you know, I had numbness in my hands and my feet and, and stuff. And I had some problems with my eyes a couple times. And I would go to the doctor and tell him, and he'd say, "Oh, it's just stress. Yeah, it's a very stressful job." And he put me on Xanax for a couple of weeks, and by the end of two weeks, the uh, uh, whatever that episode I was having was was fading away anyway. So it was like, yeah, he's right. I must be stressed. So yeah. Take care of it. And but it was. You remember when I got really bad though? Because remember we were going out for you to drive down to Kenner. Uh, I don't remember that. Okay. Well, I I had been one. I had walked through the kitchen and just all of a sudden I was on the floor. Okay. That happened, and it was like, "What is going on?" So then you you had just got your driver's license, or you may not have even had it yet. You probably didn't have it yet because I had to go with you. Okay. You wanted down to Kenner's, and uh, so I was going out and I was going around the end of the car, and my legs gave way again, and I was on the ground, and it was snowing. And uh, I told you, I said, "Just just cover me up." Just, I do yeah. remember that now. I think I went and uh, got Dad. Right? No. Nope. Is he not I, there? You picked me up. Oh, all right. Well, that makes me look more heroic. You picked me up. Yes, you did. And we went on to Kenner. Huh. <laughs> you wanted to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I had my place that I wanted to be. Um, yeah, I don't remember that. But, I mean, I remember because there was that period of time where Dad was on the road and you were at home with the, the MS, yeah. and it was just it was just weird because, you know, you go your whole life, your mom's working, and then she's around the house. How was the transition to that? Well, it wasn't that bad because I don't, I don't really mind my own company, you know. So <laughs> That sounds funny, but go ahead. I, I kind of like my own company. Sure. So it didn't bother me, and I had worked for years and years and years, so it was kind of kind of nice plus i you know physically i couldn't do the work yeah because i couldn't do the walking and i couldn't do the lifting and i couldn't and my mind is i have a little bit of problems with uh thinking <laughs> yeah sure but, all right yeah it's, i have what's called expressive aphasia which i'm doing pretty well this morning but i want to say one thing and it comes out different like i might want to say uh well like last night i wanted to say Hash browns, not hash browns. What were those we had for supper? Tater tots. Okay. I wanted to tater tots, and I kept saying pop tarts. 
And I'm sure people are like, why are you talking, why are you saying Pop-Tarts? Well, yeah, because Mark, Mark says, you don't want to eat Pop-Tarts with salmon patties, because that's what we have to supper, salmon patties and, and tater tots. Yeah. But, uh, so anyway, I do have problems with that every once in a while, or I'll look at a, a snowman and call it a Santa Claus, or, you know, something like that. There's, there's a little bit of connection there, but it's like, it's, there's a short slip that in my brain. Sure. So, that just makes it kind of hard. I, I can't do math very well anymore. I used to be pretty good at math, but now it's like, it's almost like a dyslexic or something. I don't know. Four plus three. Seven. All right, you can do math. Yeah. Tell me you can't do math. Seven plus nine. Seven plus nine is seven. Oh, I'll take that to sixteen. Sixteen. There you go. Perfect. Two times five. Ten. There you go. So you do. You. I feel like, uh, and this has happened with me, is that. I can't do algebra or any of that stuff, but I can still do the day-to-day basic math. Yeah. That seems to be very easy to do. Not easy, but why they teach you so much crappy math that you just never need. I don't know. I'll get off my soapbox off of algebra, too. But, um, yeah. I want, can I tell a story? I would love to hear a story, yes. Okay, so when we lived in Rockville... All right. And you didn't believe that my legs were numb. Okay. And I get up one morning and get in the shower, and I hear clink, 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 and there is there are pennies falling off me into the shower. Yes, there. Yes, I remember hearing that from the living room. Because you had put pennies on my side of the bed just to see if I really couldn't feel. Yes. And they <laughs> stuck to my leg, and then I got in the shower, they were coming off. Clink, clink, clink. I'm a horrible person. I know. Yeah, I that know. makes me laugh. I did want to hear, because uh, I tell this story, but I wanted to hear your side, because uh, it's always different from other people, of the night of the exercise bike accidents. Like, what was uh, it? Oh, 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 oh. We had just come home. We had been at uh, Dad and I done supper Yeah. At- and we'd just come home, and you were back in the back bedroom riding the exercise bike. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we hear, ah! And it was like, and you come running up the hall and go in the bathroom. Yeah. And you had fallen. Uh, had, uh, would you call that fallen? Uh, the seat had fallen off, and I came down on the metal thing that yeah. I was holding the seat on. And it cut through shorts, underwear, and my scrotum. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. We're in the bathroom. So I go in the bathroom. I say, let me see. And he said, oh, I'm not going to let you see. And I said, I'm your mother. I'm a nurse. Pull down your pants. Let me see. Yeah. So I look, and it was like, we got to go to the hospital. Because there you had a hole the size of between a quarter and a 50-cent piece there in your scrotum. Uh-huh. So we go to uh, Clinton. Clinton? Yes, Clinton. Okay. We go to that hospital down in Clinton. With, with that guy, <laughs> with that uh, nurse. Very that gay him. nurse. Yes, he was. Yeah. And you were like, Mom, don't leave me. <laughs> well, I was very homophobic as a child. Yeah. But anyway, so there was, we were there, and then they sent us on to, uh, yeah, Terre Haute. Terre Haute. To a hospital in Terre Haute because they needed, you needed to see a 
urologist yes. to see the damage you had done. <laughs> get down there, and we get in the emergency room, and we're in there, and it's like close to midnight by then. And uh, so we're in the exam room waiting on the doctor to get there, and they let us come in with you. And uh, so I'm standing up, and I'm starting to get tired because I have MS. Sure. So I said, you know, I really need to sit down. So your dad says, well, here, here's a stool. So he rolls this stool on wheels over to me, and I start to sit down. The stool goes one way, I go another way. And I broke my leg. In the emergency room. In the emergency room. Never a better place to break a leg than in the emergency room. I guess. But then when your urologist came in, that was that was funny because uh, I, I knew I was hurt. But uh, so about that time, your, your urologist came in, and your dad said, "Did you look at her leg? She thinks she might have broken it." And so here he is; he's down there feeling my ankle, uh-huh. and uh, he says, "You know, if this was a kidney problem, I could probably deal with it." He said, "I really don't know." Yeah. So anyway, I I left the emergency room after they put you up in the hospital bed because you had to have surgery the next morning. I did. Yeah, but uh, so I went back out, checked myself into the emergency room. They took an x-ray, and yes, my leg was broken. And uh, so by then, you were going to be having surgery like at 5 o'clock in the morning. So we didn't even go home. We just stayed. So they got me a wheelchair with a leg lift on it and got me an appointment to see the doctor, the uh, orthopod, like the next week. Yeah. So. Anyway, we're sitting there waiting on you to have your surgery, and here comes the doctor down the hall, and he says, oh, my gosh, it wasn't. And I said, yeah, it was. It was broken. Yeah. Said, I tried to tell you I wasn't the man to see for a broken leg. So anyway. so anyway, you were only, how long were you actually out of uh, commission? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like a week, not even. Like I had, uh, I had a, like a thing that had to keep some uh, pads with ointment on it, yeah. uh, and that was only for like few, a few days till the stitches were gone. So you only had a few days. I had six weeks in a cast. Yes, but I also tore a hole in my scrotum. So yeah. I mean, if we're playing, you know. But I had six weeks in a cast. You had six weeks, but I also tore a hole in my scrotum. It was a purple cast. Though. It was a purple cast, and I tore a hole in my scrotum. So that's. I know you went back to school. That was on spring break, if you remember. It was on spring break, and I by that point I had emailed everyone and told them what had happened. Yep. Because I had no shame about tearing a hole. Again, I've said it nine times here today. Hole in the scrotum. Yep. Fun times. Fun times. Yep. 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 Oh, mercy sakes, alive! All right, well, this has been fun, I think. Yeah, I got to tell my story about the stupid penny. You got the penny story in. I wanted to tell that. And you told the story of, well, we told the story about the scrotum. Sure, we got the scrotum story in. Uh, anything else embarrassing I did as a kid that you need to put out there? Well, you remember when I fell down and broke my nose? I do remember that. Middle uh, of the night. And I got blamed for it? Well, no, it was the cat. I tripped over Barnabas. Yes. I and, and, and I went stumble, stumble, stumble. And then I did hit one of your shoes, and that kept on me, kept me on stumbling. But, uh, 
hit my nose on the door and uh-huh. broke, then I was sitting on the floor and here you come down the hall. Your dad's standing over me with no clothes on. Yeah. Trying to help me up and here you come down the hall and then here comes grandma and grandpa down the hall and your dad makes you go get him some underwear. <laughs> yeah. Because he's standing there naked and your grandma's saying, I've seen you naked before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He said, I was little then, Mom, but anyway. It, but then your grandpa, first thing he said was, well, while I'm up, I think I'll get me a sandwich. Yeah. Because that was grandpa. That was, that was grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. I have a story about him coming out of his room naked uh, <laughs> one Sunday after church, and he, he's just walking out in the hallway, and then he looks at me, he's like, oh, I thought you were your grandmother, and then he turns around. And walks back. I was like, that's weird. That's a weird story to have <laughs> about my grandfather and whatnot. But you uh, do look grandma. I do have a, well, that's a valid point. I have a resemblance. I've never gotten up early in the morning and beaten the heck out of steak to make some Swiss steak. I was yeah. talking about that the other day. I would love to have some of that. Maybe I'll go down to Lincoln and get some Swiss steak. That's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. They think really close to the train. Do they? Well, I take the metro down there? How would I even get there? I don't know, but Michael says Amtrak. I don't know, but uh, your grandma was telling me that she just lives like a block from the the, uh, train station. I could also, I mean, if I was going to do it, renting a car, like especially on the weekends, is very cheap. (laughs) And go to Lincoln? Yeah, I could go visit. That's not a bad idea at all, actually. Because we drive right by Lincoln every time we go to St. Louis or whatever to do comedy. Well, that would be nice to have you check in on Grandma because she, she misses you. Probably. I'm pretty great. Why? <laughs> I don't know. But I don't she know. Knows. I have no idea. No, I'd like to. Um, I mean, any time I went through Newcastle, I stopped by, but I haven't been through there in, in forever. Yeah. So that just happens and whatnot. I'm so. Oh, all right. Well, I kind of need to go. I gotta get ready for a job and stuff. Well, we've been talking for at least an hour because my the timer on my clock is fifty minutes and six seconds. Plus, oh. we also had some time before. Yes, I don't think I'm gonna edit that out. I I talked a little bit in the in the interim when you were disconnected. Okay. So I was. Say about me when I wasn't on. Yeah, I didn't say anything about you. I just, uh, I don't remember exactly what I said. But now that I've mentioned it, I feel like I have to leave it on because okay. uh, it'll make more sense if I don't. Well, son, you you need to go do whatever it is you're going to do. I do. I, I enjoyed the podcast. Oh, good. Make sure to put it on your Facebook page and tell all your friends. Oh, I will. I will. Um, all right. Well, don't go right away. I'm gonna. We're in the show, but then we'll talk for a little bit afterwards. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank My, you for asking me. Oh well, thank you for having me years ago. <laughs> and whatnot. All right. Uh, goodbye, internet. Goodbye, internet. There you go. I cut you off. Say it again. Goodbye, internet. All right. See you guys later.
This has been a Matt Riggs podcast production. Are you down with MRPP? Yeah, you know me. That was great.